Hey guys, it's your friendly neighborhood homegirls. I'm Alex. And I'm Solis. Welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> I'm so argue. sorry you had to listen to that. <laughs> it's fine. You just grace them. Alex is always like, oh, we need to have a jingle. And I keep, you know, shooting my shot at these random jinglings that I have. <laughs> not jingling. <laughs> And she is not feeling any of them. <laughs> no. So, like, here's the thing, right? Some people are blinded by love, mm -hmm. right? And so to others, you might sound like a beautiful songbird. Oh, I know I don't sound good. Okay. I don't think that's the point. It's not? No. Like, we, don't, we don't want our jingle to sound it's good? It's just adding a little pizzazz. Oh. Oh. Yes. An offbeat pizzazz. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> And then each time, you know, everyone's like, oh, I wonder how the jingle is going to sound this week. And then, you know, they, they get hit up with a surprise. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see every week what you come up with. Yeah, I guess. Okay. We'll start next week. <laughs> <laughs> and you can plan out your jingle. Yeah. Because she was not feeling the first one. No. Do you even know what it sounds like? What I So when I say jingle, right, like I'm not talking about a whole production. I'm talking about like just... You know, when you're in your car and you're singing to yourself or you're like making up a song, kind of like how kids do it, you know, that's me. That's what I do mm. all the time to myself. Songwriter, freestyler. Yes. Resin artist, <laughs> makeup artist. <laughs> I cannot. Podcaster. What do they call podcast people? Podcasters. Oh, Okay, I was right. <laughs> Podcast hosts, podcasters. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. oh, so many roles. Yeah. Look at you. But anywho, besides you making jingles in your spare time, how are you? I'm pretty good. Um, been a really long day today. I did a wedding. So I did a wedding earlier, got home, and now we're recording. Mm -hmm. But did a really pretty wedding and i love fall time like i can't wait for whenever i get married i would definitely do a fall. i know we're not technically in fall yet but i love weddings at this time that the air is nice it's cool you're not sweating outside <laughs> it's the perfect time it's like you know miss congeniality when she's mm -hmm. like oh describe your perfect date and she was like april 2nd <laughs> because it's not too cold and it's not too warm all you need is a light jacket that's how i feel about fall weddings i cannot do <laughs> no i get it i mean i like fall i like to dress fall you know wardrobes i like the layers mm -hmm. i like the colors i love all the flavors that come out in fall the seasonal flavors so are you a pumpkin or are you an apple girl a little of both, but anyone who knows me knows I do not eat hot fruit. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Mm -hmm. So if you're wondering what I mean by that, you know, pies and whatnot, I don't like cooked fruit. To me, fruit needs to be cold, it needs to be crisp, it needs to be fresh. I cannot do hot fruit. Ugh, I, so the only I... hot fruit I want in my life are good looking gay men. I can't stand you. <laughs> I mean, I love an apple pie. Like, love. But, like, cherry pies and all the other... Nah, I'm all right. 
Yeah. But like love an apple pie. I do like pumpkin pie and that might be different because it's like pureed. Yeah. But I don't like, you know, apple pie, for example, right? Mm -hmm. Listen, I'm sure this is controversial for us to be talking about, but when you are eating an apple pie, the slices are like soggy and they're warm. I just don't know. That is the whole point. It is supposed to be warm and gooey and like, you know? Yeah, no. Cinnamony. I wish they could just make the pie, but without the fruit. Like the, the essence and the flavor, yes. And the gooiness, I like that. I like that part. So just like a pie of goo, <laughs> pie crust and some goo. You'd be all about it. With apple flavor and some cinnamon, I'm good. That's uh, good. Listen, I just love a slice of apple pie with some like tres leches ice cream on top. It is, it hits mm -hmm. different. Yes. But I understand, I, I accept you, but I am for fall the apple girl. Pumpkin is all right, but you're not gonna catch me with a pumpkin spice latte. I'm all right. Have you tried it though? Yeah, I've tried them. It changes lives, I'm just saying. Whose lives? I mean, it changed my life. Oh. Okay, oh. all right. No. How are you today, Alex? <laughs> Thanks for asking this yeah, time. Yeah, she's coming at me because the last episode I didn't ask her back how she was. She clearly doesn't <laughs> care about how I'm doing or my life or things that are happening My with me. bad. I'm so sorry. It's fine. It's fine. I mean, I'm, I'm all right. I just started an actual, like, nail course. And so, you know, we are 10 classes away from being officially Certified. licensed. yeah. My instructor is batshit crazy okay and talks about so many inappropriate things and crosses so many lines yikes but unfortunately she does know what she's doing she's just nuts oh and i hope this doesn't sound horrible but like not a good nuts no yeah no. like not a us nuts no we're fun we're lovable yeah okay she's not but at least not for me like mm -hmm. she's not my my cup of tea not my taste she's very crude Ooh. And like I can handle a dirty joke, but I can't people handle people who are just crude. Mm -hmm. Like there's no tact in what you're saying. It's not funny. It's not cute. It's just rough. And she's just. How many people are in this class? Twenty. That's a lot. Yeah, there are a lot of girls. Well, actually, let me rephrase. We started as twenty. Oh. And after the first class, where she was like, "I'm a bitch, and if you can't handle that, you should probably drop out." I think we're at 16. Oh, okay. So the four listened. Four of them were like, okay, you're a bitch, I'm out. Well, all right. Well, that's a little problematic. Yeah. <laughs> Very unprofessional. But unfortunately in our area, that school had the best reviews. They weren't any negative reviews on this school where all the other ones I found had some horrible, horrible reviews. Yikes. So it's kind of my only option. Okay. I wonder if anyone's ever given her that feedback. Oh, she knows. She's she's very well aware. She's very self-aware. Is she the only option that you have for te like a yes. teacher for that course? She's the only option. So when the re the good reviews are about her? Oh. Yikes. Maybe. Yikes. I don't know. Something shady is going on. So at least she knows what she's doing. I just have to get through her personality, but like whatever. Mm -hmm. It's fine. We just tune her out. Yeah, for the most part, I'm just like, whatever. Yeah. But some some moments, she triggers me. I'm like, oh, did you really just say that? Didn't you say she was also telling moms how to, like, 
take care of their kids or raise their children. She literally gives parental advice and does not have a child. Oof. That's a red flag. And then talks about how much money she has and how she owns two cars but has two roommates. That's weird. It's strange. It's very strange. And how would that naturally even fucking come up on a nail course? Well, the first class was talking about like budgeting, how to allocate your funds. Are you good with your personal finances? Because you're not, if you're not good with your personal finances, you're not going to be good with your business finances. And like, you know, think talking, think talking about things like fuck it money. Like, do you have enough money in your savings account where if you needed to just say fuck this job or fuck living in this area that you could just do it? Mm -hmm. And most of the girls were like, yeah, no. I don't have fucking money. Mm -hmm. And she was like, but that should be a goal. Like you should never want to feel like you're tied down to something. So she'll say things that make sense. Okay. And then she'll also say things like that your child doesn't trust you <laughs> to a mother. And you're like, how do you know? What the hell? Yeah. Mm. The line is here and she's over there. Oh yeah. She like full on crosses it. Ugh. But I'm excited that like I finally got into this class and I'm finally gonna be licensed and we're you know we're making progress in the nail studio and doing things so between that and work that's what I've been doing and I'm I'm tired <laughs> but here Same. we are very tired I'm exhausted but it's all right this is uh this is hustling yes so <laughs> where were you going with that i don't know i was honestly gonna say q q i'm a hustler i'm a, I'm a. But i was like you know what let me just save that oh man no we are you know we are ladies in our late 20s who are making things happen for ourselves yes you know and so we just we chasing the bag chasing the dreams all the things hustling is i feel like it looks very different in this day and age right now yeah our hustles are legal true yes mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they're very legal yeah sure we're juggling a lot but it's <laughs> it's juggling i know it's i'm like constantly busy right but it's all stuff that makes me happy Right. Like makeup makes me happy. That's why I continue to do freelancing. Um, resin makes me happy. That's why I do that. Like my art and it's art forms in different ways. But mm -hmm. yeah, it makes me happy. And that's why we do it. Yeah. We do this because, you know, it makes us happy. It's fun. We get to spend time together. Our yeah, coworkers say it all the time. They're like, you guys see each other all the time. And we're like, yeah. And, and your point. <laughs> So what about it? Like, do you guys not understand that we're family? Yeah. They, they don't understand our bond. Shout it's out fine. to our coworkers. We love you guys. I know. We love you. They're loyal listeners. I know. We get heat about it after <laughs> they listen. Yeah. I can't tell you how many of our male coworkers slash friends Ooh. came at us, came at me, my yeah. bad, came at me yep. for the... I forgot what episode it was. <laughs> the can you be friends with an ex or someone of the opposite yes, sex? Yes, the ex's episode. Mm -hmm. Yes, they were very offended. They were like, oh, so you're friends with us because we're your co-workers and that's it, huh? And I was like, listen, what happened was what I meant was this. 
but they weren't having it. So it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> All is good. We love them. They love us. Listen, but you know you're having good conversation when it makes people feel things. Yeah. You know? So we're just going to keep on having these combos and hopefully they don't disown us or curse <laughs> us out. I really do love the conversations that these episodes trigger, though. Like, I love the text messages that I get from my girlfriends that mm -hmm. listen. Um, I love the stories that, like, you know, they give us. And, yeah, just yeah. keep them coming. I know. I feel like we're building a little little community. Yeah, a little tribe. You know? And I actually just checked our analytics, and now we are up to 21% men. What? Oh. I know. Okay. I know in one episode I told you guys it was 10 or 11%, but now we're at 21. Where are these men coming from? I don't know. And some, I'm worried that it's like exes of ours or guys that we know are that are starting to creep. I have concerns. Oh, no. But here we are. Go away. <laughs> I can't. So this week, we were actually thinking about adding a new segment. Yeah. And this segment is really for us. It's going to be therapeutic okay it's gonna help us release things that we're feeling yes things that have been getting on our nerves you know how sometimes like one thing will lead you down a rabbit hole and then you just need to vent to someone and i do it all the time like i'll go to alex and i'm like all right tell me i'm crazy but and then i'll tell her the story and i feel like this happens all the time and if you're anything like us you just need to vent sometimes you know you just and it could be about the smallest things. It could be about the biggest things. Like, I have something small this week, but, you know, I need to rant about it. And we decided that we're going to call this segment Hose Woes. Hose Woes. Hose Woes. That one. Is I got hose. I got hose <laughs> with woes. <laughs> In different area codes. Codes. I can't stand you. <laughs> but yes, this segment is hoes woes. Yes. Um, did you want to get out your woe first? All right. So my woe, my woe for the week is, um. <laughs> Mr. Bay has discovered that I have a pet peeve, right? I, I think I, I, there's really no other way to describe it other than a pet peeve. Alex knows exactly what I'm talking about because she used to live with me. But tell me if you guys are the same way, but I prefer to have multiple textures, multiple types of textured paper towels. So hear me out, right? Oh, I have three different ones going on in my place right now in my home. So I have Bounty, the quicker picker upper, right? Two ply, they're really nice. It's quilted. Mm -hmm. All the pockets to, to slurp up all the... Why slurp? Oh God, okay. I, you know, because like it's sucking it up, you know? Mm. Yeah. The paper towels actually don't make that sound, but <laughs> so I have bounty for like bathroom and kitchen, you know, it's, it's the one that I'll use to like wipe up the counters or clean up a spill or all of that. And then I also have vivas. I love those. 
and it's like the non-printed ones it's just the plain ones because they're cloth like mm-hmm. so i like those for when i'm you know using it for my face or my hands because it feels like a cloth it's luxurious oh it feels God. nice to the touch and then i have the they're kleenex but they come out of like the tissue boxes Mm -hmm. but they're paper towels so you pull them out one at a time and i like to keep those in the bathroom i know i mentioned bathroom earlier but that's like for messes but this one is like you know the quick ones for washing your hands and you need some because like you know the hand towels are icky and you just want something clean and temporary sure he says it's wasteful and he asks why do i need to have so many different types but that's what i like i like what i like i like different textures you feel me alex doesn't she's looking at me like i'm crazy because you are but you used it i'm not gonna not use a paper towel we spent money on it yeah exactly was it necessary to have three different types you don't want rough ass quilted quicker picker upper on your face it's too rough you want something luxurious you want viva to kiss that skin oh my god you know listen if you guys don't know go try it this isn't an ad by the way <laughs> all right but go and get them see what i mean see how it feels but yeah so he definitely judged hard and um I don't know, maybe he's starting to reconsider uh, our our living arrangement. (laughs) This is going to be the deal breaker. No, I don't think so. I'll win him back. He'll get used to it and it will annoy him every time you make the purchase. Yeah. But it is what it is. Every time he goes to BJ's, I'm like, you know what I want. Get me my paper towels. All three. So I was having a really hard time during the pandemic, you know, when you go into stores like grocery stores, Target, wherever, and there were those signs everywhere that was like, you can only get one. Mm-hmm. I dead ass went to a, a an employee one time at Target and I was like, so when you say one, do you mean like one brand? Can I get one of each brand that I like? And she was like, no, you can only get one pack. Listen that was the day i had to go to multiple targets it is what it is it's my addiction it's a problem i don't know i just like what i like anyways that was my hoes whoa woes for the week (laughs) (laughs) i literally cannot deal with you so my woe this week is more of like a rant because i saw something on tiktok that triggered me. And I think we've all been there where you see like a Karen or a something pop up on your on your for you page and you're like, oh, triggered. Can't stand this person. Well, at this point, I'm sure everybody has seen his face because he has made his rounds. Um, he goes by Heartbreak Nino 617. Which 617. Right. So he's from the Boston area. Ooh. Which, like, I'm ashamed. That's a bad look. That we're in the same state. Yuck. Yuck. But he posted a video on TikTok. And he basically, like, one of the, the captions was, Why is it even beautiful women, bad bitches, are single today? 
I'll tell you the truth. And proceeds to say that the reason why beautiful women, aka bad bitches, are single is because of feminism. Okay. It's because we think basically that we're like God's gift to the earth and we need to humble ourselves and all this. That's not even what feminism is, but all right, okay, go on. Bullshit. Mm-hmm. Bullshit. Talking about that we're we're doing all this, saying all this, but we need, you know, a man. We go for these good guys, but we cheat on the good guys for a guy that'll blow our backs out. The fuck? Who, yada, who yada, hurt yada, this yada. man? So who is he? The good guy or the one that's blowing someone's back Allegedly, out? Allegedly, the one who can blow your back out, but I don't know if this five five. 155 pound little bird can blow anybody's back out. Oh no. And then on top of that, if you've seen the video, then you've seen that his bedroom curtains, what they are. There's no rod. There's literally no rod. <laughs> <laughs> Command strips, randomness. He looks like he has a twin bed. Now listen, going back to the 5-5 five five comment, right? I just want everyone to know we have nothing against short kings. We love us a short king. But he has a Napoleon complex and that's different. Here's my thing, right? Everyone knows their tier and what lane they're in. Okay? Mm -hmm. He thinks he's at some like Instagram zaddy tier. Like he's talking like you're 6'5", 220 and everyone would drool over you. Ew. When like reality is we would not i need to know who hurt him what feminist mm -hmm. quote feminist hurt him to make him think this way because who who gave him this type of confidence who gave him all this audacity i don't know but he has so much of it and like the bad bitches that i would assume that he would like are probably not the girls that are into you my guy no Especially if you're sleeping on a twin bed and you can't get a curtain rod. And if you guys have seen the stitches with this man, they're really hilarious. They're like so they funny. they don't hold anything back. Like everyone comes at him for his smoke detectors. Oh yeah, the Okay, so that's like a black person thing though. He's half black. And if you <laughs> have black friends, you can ask them this question about how long it takes them to replace the battery in their smoke detector. And they will tell you, even if it's not them, that they have a family member or a black friend where it will take them a really long time. It's a bad habit. Even like celebrities, you'll catch them occasionally when they post a video with their smoke detectors because we all, we all, we all do it. <laughs> but like, but still, you're gonna post this whole video about how you're this whatever man, oh. alpha male, that's what he called himself, an alpha male. But you can't, you can't get on a little stepladder and change batteries in a smoke detector? I'm just, I'm, I'm wondering what caused this rant of his. He's having a hose woes moment. He is. He Someone did. hurt him severely. And so if you look on his bio, right? So he puts his height, which is so fucking weird. Yeah. First of all, it's, it's like your social media. Yeah, it's not Tinder. It's not Hinge where it's asking for these, you know, not that I know, but I'm assuming. <laughs> but it's not a dating thing. You don't need to put your height out there. Like, I don't go around telling everyone I'm five, three and a half. That's weird. Right. Um, but also problematic because he refers to himself like he says that he's like five, what? Five, five nine, nine mulatto, right? Mulatto. 
Who even calls themselves that anymore? So, just to put it out there, guys, if you're not a person of color and you've used this term before, d don't. don't. Stop. It's actually, like, not okay. You you cannot. It's, it's a derogatory term, yeah. right? Yeah. It's considered a slur. It's literally what white people would call, like, the babies that they would make with slaves. That's where it came from. It was like slave owners smashing slaves, usually without their consent. And then these children would be called mulatto. Yeah. So the fact that he, because he is half black, half white, mm -hmm. but the fact that he calls himself That's that. That's he advertises himself as. Ugh. And like, listen, a lot of people like on TikTok or whatever say biracial or put up their different flags that like they're associated with their ethnicity, whatever. Do you. But like... Why, if you trying to get bad bitches, I don't understand why you need to say that you're 5'9", where you're clearly probably like 5'5", five, 5'6", five, five, but whatever. Maybe he's doing that so that they're not surprised when they meet him in person. But listen, some of the videos that are going in on him is dissecting <laughs> how tall he is. Like I'm talking, the one that we just watched was a photo. Somebody took a photo of him standing next to some kitchen cabinets <laughs> and broke down the inches. Literally. So basically to say that he is not actually 5'9 and he's about 5'6, maybe 5'5, five, 5'6. Five, five, so he's lying about his height on top of that. But also it's like, do your research on feminism and also like you can't fault a woman who doesn't want to deal with you because she has higher standards or you're not meeting her requirements then that's just not the girl for you or you should just change better yourself and if you're happy with yourself then get a girl who likes it too but don't sit here and come out, out come up to all these girls about how this is why they're single. They're single because they have standards. And also, who told you that these girls were upset that they were single? Mm-hmm. Don't even, don't need a man for nothing. You don't even need a man to have kids anymore. Yeah, true. I feel bad for the next girl that dates him if he gets a girl that dates him. Yeah. Let's say someone has just been living under a rock, didn't see that video, you know, whatever the case is. But... I feel bad for her because imagine if, you know, she's like, oh, guys, like, this is my new man, blah, 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 introduces him to her friends. And they're like, girl, do you know who this man is? Mm -hmm. Listen, she's going to have a lot of explaining to do. Listen, you have to be careful what you see on the internet because you can go viral. What if his job saw this? What if, like, this is just bad luck? He did, as of, I think it said yesterday, issue an apology. Please, we listen to it. And it's Ugh. truly because he's a fucking idiot, first of all, and he's a SoundCloud rapper. SoundCloud rapper. So you know this half-assed, fake-ass apology, you know, is he's trying to spin it as he's taking accountability for his actions. Mm -hmm. It's just to save his, what he thinks is a career. Bye. Hot mess. Like a complete hot mess. But that just triggered me because like, one, I know guys like him and they're so corny as fuck. Like you were never anything to begin with. He gives off that vibe of, you know, the man who is like, oh, hey, yo, what's up, girl? Oh, you looking good. Mm -hmm. And they get rejected. And they're like, bitch, you're ugly anyways. Like that's the type yes. of energy he gives 100%. off. 
hundred percent disgusting that kind of energy and listen i'm not trying to come for him and the fact that he's using push pins as a curtain rod listen if that's what's in your means that's what's in your means it's creative to be honest is it yeah sure i mean we ha all have our struggles i guess right but the problem is when you start talking about other people then everything is fair game mm -hmm. sorry yeah mm -hmm. gonna roast you he's not an ugly man what I love too is all the stitches is not just from women. There are a lot of it's, men. Yes, a yeah. lot of men. So shout out to the men that are, you know, not siding with him and whatnot. I love that. Um, but yeah, he just needs to go. He just needs to start all over in another country, to be honest, at this <laughs> point. Just start all over somewhere else. I mean, yeah. And he's the, I'm surprised he's not laying low but what i can't stand is anyone who knows me like i just cannot stand a man who speaks to women disrespectfully yeah and i you know, unfortunately i see that a lot you know we work in the service industry so we have to deal with the public a lot and you'd be surprised how many like boyfriends or husbands or male figures like that speak for their women and you know i can't I hate to say it, but I also can't stand the women that allows that. Like, I'll never forget it. There was one time um, at a really old job, a guy came in um, because something happened, right? He wanted to return something or whatever the case is, and it was for his wife. So she was turned down. She went to the husband. The husband came in, tried to, like, speak for her and starts screaming at all of us. And we're all a bunch of, like, women. So I popped in because I couldn't stand seeing my coworker, uh, another female, yeah. being spoken to disrespectfully by this man. He started calling her a bitch and everything. And I'm like, you need to leave, the exit is that way, you're not gonna sit here and disrespect me. He was like, I wasn't speaking to you. I was like, but I'm speaking to you. The fuck? And the whole time the wife like had her arms crossed, her head down. I can't stand that, like you're seeing Listen, I, I, I understand that there's like abusive relationships out there, controlling relationships out there, but girl, not healthy, so toxic. Do not allow your man to speak to another woman that way. We, you know, there's still sisterhood and everything. Like you right. can, you need to check his ass. He can't be doing that. We all come from mothers. We may have sisters just no don't not okay to speak to another woman that way you need to speak to everyone with respect but like you really need to treat women with respect i oh like i just all those things just trigger me like i just hate when men come out the side of their necks and talk about women that did nothing to you it is a choice that she did not want to be with you and if you are going to have that kind of reaction you're a bitch and then you like generalize all of us. Right. And I'm sure he's projecting and just think all women are like that. Or this definition of, of what he thinks women are like. So, mm -mm, no, gross. Yuck. Ugh. But that's my woe <laughs> this week. Whoa, whoa, woes. Y'all, I'm gonna need you to give her some suggestions <laughs> because this ain't it. <laughs> Not. feel free to make a better jingle for us <laughs> actually if any of you want to 
you can actually, if you go to our Instagram and you go to our link in Anchor, um, even actually if you go in our link in Apple Podcasts, you can send us a voice note. Oh, that's cool. So if you wanted to record your own jingle, give her some <laughs> inspo. Yeah. You could definitely do that. It would just be myself or her that would hear it. You know, we ain't gonna put you on the internet like that. Fun fact though, but, yeah. I forgot where I saw it, but someone said if people who talk in a singing tone mm-hmm. automatically create a euphoric and happy energy. They put vibes out there that are happy. Meaning like if you're going through your day, I do this all the time at work. I'll be like, hey guys. And I'll just like greet people that way. You doing that will automatically just like make you happier. I do it. I don't do it not knowing that information. I just did it by accident. But then I learned about it. I was like, that's why I do all of that. Because I'm trying to be happy. Okay. I mean, I guess. I'm just an animated person. You are. That's. But, yes, please feel free to send her suggestions because I don't, I don't know. This ain't hidden. We're going to have to figure out something. Something fast. Uh, <laughs> SOS. <laughs> send help. Um, But that's it for Ho's Woes. So besides that, we're actually going to hop into our lady talk this week. And I have been seeing a conversation a lot through like Instagram and I want to say I saw something on TikTok, Twitter. It just seems to be something that like a lot of people have been thinking about or people our age because I think a lot of people that I follow, I followed for a long time. So we've kind of all grown up together. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's this conversation about whether you were raised on love or survival and how it affects you in life and relationships, friendships. So a little bit of a definition, if you're like not sure. Because I definitely was not sure. When Alex pitched this topic to me, I like sat down, I stared her in the eyes and I was like, okay, wait, like I pulled up a chair and everything. And I looked at her in the eyes and I was like, what do you mean by that? (laughs) Cause I'm thinking like survivor. Like, are we talking like if we could survive on a on a deserted island? Like, what do you mean? Tell, tell me what you mean. <laughs> well, a lot of what you'll find, like the research that's been done on it, they actually focus a lot on people who are raised on survival. I think people raised on survival are a little bit more complex in some areas. Okay. So people who are raised on survival basically have been taught that Essentially, you're either with me or against me. Everything is black and white. It's transactional. They don't leave room for gray area. Um, people who were raised on survival, when we make a decision, we think of every possible outcome because we are always concerned about the falling out or a bad decision because to us, making a bad decision is failure. Mm-hmm. We we don't We don't like failure. We don't want to feel as though we've failed um some people can find people who were raised on survival to be cold at times are easily able to shut off emotions um you know those people that you know you break up with them and they're like okay and they're like you're legitimately dead to them um usually as someone who was raised on survival um it also comes down to things like money and finances like were your parents able to afford certain things or did you have to stretch things out as a kid like 
did you have a little thing of crunchy crock butter that did not have butter in it <laughs> and it was actually leftovers did you have, have the cookie tin have the cookie tin with all the sewing supplies yes in it? <laughs> did you, you know what i mean like small things like I think for some people who are raised on love or maybe at a better economic status don't always think about. So people who are raised on love tend to be more spontaneous, tend to not worry as much about like making a decision what that could end up being because to them it's like, well, if it doesn't work out, then I'll do something else. They don't view something not working out as a failure. Mm -hmm. um, they tend to keep better relationships with people. They tend to come off more open and inviting and friendly and not as like closed off and cold. Um, they don't approach life as like, you're hunting for something or you're trying to always gun for something. They sometimes can be a little less motivated for things because they don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. They think, you know, karma, I do good things, good things will come to me. Mm -hmm. um, and like for like financials areas, like it's, they might not, always worry about how they're gonna get the money for something or what does that mean or for them it's like oh yeah we'll take care of it it'll be fine oh we got it don't worry yeah mm -hmm. whereas like someone who's raised on survival even if they have the money they they're hard to part with it mm -hmm. because they know it's like to either not have money or to know that like something bad could happen yeah so it's just very very different on how you approach life one is very flowery Right? Mm -hmm. And like one is very like, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, I 100% think that I was raised on survival. Mm -hmm. I don't, there was, I'm not that like I wasn't loved, but like definitely was not, did not come from You were a probably raised home. by tough love. <sighs> I feel like kids that are, you grew up, you know, on survival. Mm hmm were given a lot of tough love for sure yeah not that don't worry chase your dreams do mm -hmm. what you want no <laughs> dreams what are dreams yeah. so if you can't tell already just based on your <laughs> your definition um when alex like broke it down that way for me i was like oh yeah survival like hands down mm-hmm and I think that's a lot, especially with kids who are first generation here yeah. um, and, and children of immigrants, you know, like like Alex and I are. That's for sure. Definitely. Like, I definitely see myself as that. Yeah, I think I mean, our parents ingrained it mm -hmm. into us. It's almost like a, I had to fight so hard. You don't know what I went through mm -hmm. to get you here. Therefore, you will also probably, like, I don't want you to struggle like I did, but, like, this isn't going to be easy for you. Right. And you're going to have to, life is going to be hard, so you just have to fight harder. And so one thing that gets talked about a lot in a lot of these, like, studies and articles is that a lot of people who are raised on survival tend to date people who are raised on love. So this is the part that really kind of threw me. I was like, oh, my God my current relationship, my exes, is exactly that. I grew up on survival and I tend to fall for people who grew up on love. Me too. Which, so that was like the, 
the you know the my brain exploding kind of thing i was like oh my god so okay did they explain why why they think that is so not exactly and in a lot of the articles they're like it doesn't work out which like i don't believe that's true um because like i think about like my parents dynamic right like anybody who talks about my mother is like she was the epitome of love and my dad's a hard ass and my mom grew up with money you know in haiti when you had a little bit of money you could have a lot of nice things right and my dad was raised by a widower his father died when he was 20 he had to leave the country to make money he had all these children really really young and so he had to fight everything that he ever had and they were a match made in heaven so i don't necessarily think that they don't work out i just think it's harder yeah because you have to learn how to understand people and you just navigate everything different yeah so like something that people feel like people who were raised on survival feel like people who were raised on love are careless wishy-washy sometimes a little reckless because they just do things yeah um and so like people like us like i think mutually are very similar in the sense that like everything we do we literally think of possible outcomes yes always there is always okay if i do this this might happen but this might also happen even if it's the smallest decisions mm-hmm. like i'm not talking like big major things like career changes or anything like that or you know looking for another job or whatever the case is i'm talking about small decisions it could literally just be what am i gonna eat tonight you know Dead you know ass. what i mean it's the smallest things but Honestly, I I think there's so much that there's so many layers, right? So you could just take it for if you grew up on survival or love. Mm -hmm. But then also, too, I think culture really goes into our layers, at least. Yeah. Um, And I know a lot of the reasons why my parents raised me the way that they did is definitely because of culture, because they come from being immigrants you know my parents um survived the khmer rouge like they came to the united states because they were escaping a genocide so that was really huge for them and you know for anyone who's here in the u.s right now first generation from cambodian parents most likely your parents or your grandparents went through that as well because it was fairly recent um but I know growing up, it was ingrained in me that we should really be blessed for the life that we have right now because of what they had to go through. My mom had, you know, two younger brothers die during the Khmer Rouge. Mm-hmm. My my dad had his mom and his um, older sister pass away. Like almost every Cambodian family that I know has lost someone. And I know Cambodian families that will never even want to go back to Cambodia because it brings that much trauma. Mm -hmm. But I know growing up, it could be the smallest things. And my parents found a way to kind of like compare to their their upbringing and whatnot. You know, like we could say, oh, my tooth hurts. Mm -hmm. And I'll never forget it. One time I was like, oh, my tooth hurts. I have a toothache. And my mom was like, yo, yeah. Well, we didn't have dentists growing up. (laughs) So suck it up. Mm -hmm. Go go eat some ice or something. Thank you. Go take a nap. (laughs) I don't know. Pop a Motrin. (laughs) I don't know. Like 
Cambodian parents do this, but all Caribbean parents do this, where like, if you say you're tired or if you say like you're exhausted, they all of a sudden they're like, I had to walk this many miles to do X, Y, and Z. Oh yeah. And you guys can, and I'm like, did y'all really have to walk that far? Because it's starting to sound like bullshit. My mom says that shit all the time. She's like, oh, you're tired? Oh, your feet hurt? Well, I had to walk through landmine fields. Mm -hmm. I had to walk through a jungle barefoot. And I was like, okay. <laughs> this isn't a, a contest. It's not, it's not a competition. For who struggled more? And then I don't know if your parents did this, right? But so my parents did this to me all the time growing up where they... It's so strange because so one, I really admire and value my parents' relationship. They are truly very in love. They have been together for over 32, they're 33 years. So um, they are very, very much in love. They're each other's best friends. So they're a great role models for me for love. But growing up, they truly raised me to be very independent. Mm -hmm. You know, of course, they were very much like one day, you know, you'll find a husband, but you really need to learn how to survive on your own. Yeah. So they taught me to be independent at a very young age. Like I'm talking, I was like eight or so going with my dad to stop and shop, right? Mm -hmm. Going grocery shopping. And he would hand me the money, but push me to go and like be the person who speaks to the cashier. Yeah. So I don't know if your dad did that mm -hmm. to you, but I'll never forget. There was one time we were at the grocery store and a lot of grocery stores you know you can get the lottery like the scratch tickets yeah. or like purchase lottery mm -hmm. i'll never forget it he gave me some cash and stood behind me but wanted me to be the person who like speaks to them mm -hmm. and i was like maybe nine eight or nine and he pushed me forward and i was like um hi uh can i get some quick picks and she was like <laughs> quick picks she was like who is this for i was like uh my dad and she goes you can't buy those you need to be 18 and older and i was like oh and i look at my dad like are you serious <laughs> you put me through this and he was like oh my bad whoops and took over <laughs> but like it was the whole thing of just pushing me to do things so that i'm not afraid to speak to strangers speak mm -hmm. my mind um he always did that he was like look like you are a minority mm -hmm. you need to speak up because people are gonna look at you like you're a weaker you're less than you need to put yourself out there like yep. always push me to work harder all the time to almost like get my footing into places you know and and just that's how they raised me um to to completely be able to take care of myself yeah my dad was very similar. I mean, my dad is very, he's very old. He's as old as like what my grandfather would be. My dad's 84. And so like he was always like, I want you to be able to cook, clean and take care of a household. He's like, but I also want you to have an education. I want you to have a good job. I want you to be able to do all these things because for him, he thought, okay, you need to be able to take care of yourself and be able to take care of a home. But he also was, old school on the fact where he was like he did want me to be with a man who could take care of me i could take care of myself yes he always wanted to be self-sufficient because he's always like god forbid anything happens right but he was like you should also be with someone who was raised to be able to take care of a home but i will say i almost feel like survival was ingrained for me from birth because 
I don't know if you ever had like the conversation with your parents, I mean, you probably have, where you're like, well, how'd you name me, right? When you ask the question, like, where'd my name come from? Oh God. And- You, want, you don't want to know where my name came from. <laughs> it's embarrassing. I can't, but like, my dad said originally they were gonna give me a pretty like traditional, like French name or like Haitian name that was kind of old school. And then they started to think about how this was gonna be their first child in America. And so they decided to give me a white passing name oh. because they didn't want for my name on paper to give away that I was a person of color. Now, first of all, I have the most Haitian last name on God's green earth. <laughs> it gives me away every single time, but there are a lot of people who don't know the Caribbean very well, don't even know Haiti's a country. Mm -hmm. And so they just see a French last name and go, oh, that's cool. And they don't know that I'm Haitian. They don't know that I'm black. And so that was literally like their hope. They were like, we're not gonna give her a name that's too crazy because we want her to be able to survive in this world. Yeah, no, so that it's was literally not the thinking behind my name. <laughs> been, well, no, but I'm saying like, so when you hear this as a child, I was probably like five or six. That's heavy to tell, you know, a kindergartner. Yeah. <laughs> that like, oh, we wanna make sure that people didn't judge you. Yeah. And you're like, but what? What are you talking about? Even things like grades. I wasn't allowed to get, honestly, bees were bad at my house. Yes, they were not okay. Same. Mm -hmm. But also if he knew I was genuinely trying, he'd let it slide. But he was always like, you have to think about, there's gonna be a day where you and somebody else have the exact same resume and you're just qualified as someone, but because they're white, they're gonna get the job. So you have to be better than that person. Yeah. So everything I've ever had to do was to always be able to compensate that there are things that, will hold me back yeah and so every decision i make there's always a long-term goal yeah there's always a long-term effect like even me finally deciding to like enroll into this nail class yeah what is what is the return on the investment in that it's not just well i want to be licensed and this is fun i mean unfortunately we do things that we like but we don't ever actually do everything yeah no just like you fun. thought about every you you created a business plan from it right yeah because unfortunately that's what's been taught to us. And obviously we're, we're also American. Mm -hmm. So we're better at following our dreams than our parents were. Oh yeah, no. I think our parents just did jobs they could find that paid well mm -hmm. and could support. But like, I, I feel like we were also kind of taught to do the same thing. I mean, listen, I feel like unless if you were anybody of color, your parent has sat down to, to you and said you should be in healthcare or you should be a lawyer or you should be an engineer. Any other career field was looked at as like, why would you do that? For me, it was always like in the health and the medical field, anything but was looked at to be a failure. So you guys don't know me personally, but for those who do knows, mm -mm. My parents pushed me at a very young age to go into the medical field. And I'll never forget it. They really wanted me to be a pharmacist. And I'll never forget it. Like, I always had good grades and whatnot. School came fairly easy for me. But when you're like six years old, I'll never forget it. I went with my mom to the pharmacy. She had to go get, you know, her medicine. Mm -hmm. And because I'm a cute little kid, the pharmacist was like, oh, 
oh hi like you know would you like a lollipop it was really cute right yeah. so he gives me a lollipop and he was like what would you like to be when you grow up and this my mom answered for me <laughs> and she goes she wants to be like you when she grows up bitch first of all no six-year-old knows even what a pharmacist is Surely you're a legal drug dealer and no that's not what I wanted, but that's definitely what was engraved in my head yeah. since I was young. Mm -hmm. Like, there was no such thing as, what do you want to be when you grow up? And you know what's crazy? It's funny to see how, like, life has ha panned out for me. But I remembered when I was young, I took to art at mm -hmm. a really young age. I used to doodle all the time. I used to draw. I used to paint. I used to do all that. And I think they knew I really enjoyed it, mm -hmm. but always told me like, don't ever be an artist. You'll never make money. Yeah. You're no, be a pharmacist, be a pharmacist, be a doctor, be this. And I was like, okay. So that again could also be a culture thing, but it was very much along the lines of we didn't have life handed to us. We had a really hard life. We do not want the same for you. You should not struggle the way that we did growing up. So we're going to give you tough love and we're going to raise you this way so that you're prepared for everything. You can handle all of that. And you got yourself like you need to be better than us. That was the whole thing is it's not so much like a living through their mistakes, you know, through us, but it was more so you need to be better than us because you are in a world where you have all the opportunity that you can get. We didn't have that chance. Yeah. I think another part of it is like it actually like carries through when you're older. Like you're like, okay, this is how I was raised. I'm an adult now. No, I know my dad, my dad was very frugal. Mm -hmm. He, to the point that my whole life, I thought we were dirt poor. Yeah. <laughs> and we definitely had moments where we, we didn't have a lot, but we eventually, my dad got us out of that and we ended up doing okay, but we never knew mm -hmm. because he still spent money as if he was broke. And so like, I even find myself now where I'll have more than enough money for something I want. And like fear, the fear of spending the money will yeah. keep me from buying it mm -hmm. all the time. And then later on, I feel stupid because I'm like, I should have gotten it. I really wanted it. I had the money. Why didn't I do it? Why do I have anxiety on making big purchases? Yeah. Like, I don't understand, but it's because of that man. Yeah. He put that in my mind that you are supposed to, you're supposed to analyze when you spend money. Like everything becomes, if I spend this now, am I going to be okay? If I spend that now, am I going to be okay? Mm -hmm. And a lot of times there are things that like I genuinely actually needed. Yeah. But I was too scared to pull the trigger to spend the money. Yeah. Or like the way I handle people who do me dirty. My dad is very quick to be like, you never existed. And so I am similar where if I've, if I'm done with you, like if I'm legitimate, like you've, you've gone somewhere that we can never come back from, you literally in my mind disappear. I will legitimately forget about you. Yeah. And like people who are raised on love don't do that. <laughs> they are very much like hurt and it bothers them and they, it takes them a little bit longer to get over it. And like they're, they're more in tune with their feelings and their general reaction isn't just to become numb. Yeah. So like I actually had this conversation with a Latin Poppy the other day um on a you know trip to home depot because 
I've been there a lot. I didn't know it would bring me so much joy okay. now at this mm -hmm. age, but like, you know, we're, probably, we're looking at paint colors and things. Yeah. Um, and I DIY lots of random stuff. But I asked him about it. He was like, I mean, I think I was raised on survival. And I'm like, sir. No. <laughs> no, you did not. And I started to explain it to him, and he's like, oh. Yeah, I was like, how many times as a kid did you get your ass beat? Like, just thinking about it. Because I know I can't count. I can't even I can't count. either. It's, I can't, like, it's so many times. And he was like, oh, a handful. And I was like, a handful? Like, one hand? He was like, yeah, probably one hand. A handful in a week, maybe. Right. <laughs> and so, and mind you, he's one of three boys. Mm -hmm. So, like, I'm sorry. If I had three boys back in the 90s, I would have been, you know, giving out hands. <laughs> like, he, he's like, yeah, he's like, he's like, now that I think about it, he's like, yeah, you know, we, we had a nanny and like, yeah, no, had all these things. Spoiled. And like, even the way I see how he interacts with his parents now, I'm like, sir, you were not raised on survival. And anytime I want to do something, like even when I talk about eventually wanting to like own a beauty bar, he's like, okay, let's do it. And I'm like, um, I need an LLC. I need a business bank account. I need to get a tax ID number. I need to figure out if I want employees or not. Like, I'm going through the steps. He's like, okay, let's do it. And I'm like, it's not that easy. <laughs> there are steps, but he just has blind faith. Yeah. That I just don't have. And it's encouraging to know that there's someone in my corner who's like, okay. And they, that, that doesn't go, well, what about this? Well, what about that? Because the guy I dated before him definitely was someone who was like, you got to think about that. Yeah. I mean, are you sure? Like he would be that like little seed of doubt in my head. Because he was also raised on survival. Yeah. And so he also thinks that way where I'm like, he's like, ooh, are you sure? Like, I mean, mm, how will this affect you in the future? Yeah. Kind of thing where it's like, probably just like, let's do it. <laughs> it's like, Same. Like, so every time I see how Mr. Bay lives, <laughs> I say to him all the time, I'm like, yo, you didn't grow up poor and it shows. And he was like, what are you talking about? So example, right? This man will use a towel and then put it on the floor as if it was a hotel. You know those hotels where it's like, oh yeah, yeah after you're done, leave it on the floor and housekeeping will come and grab it. Mm -hmm. Like that, because he always got laundry done. Like most people do laundry, what, maybe once, maybe at most twice a week, yeah. right? Like working households. Mm -hmm. So he had laundry done once a day, maybe once every other day but he always had a fresh towel. So he used it once and threw it on the ground. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Like I grew up where you had your own towel and that was yep. your towel for the next few days. Yep. Like this is my towel, I'll never forget it. Like I always, I grew up with a blue and green towel. Mm -hmm. My brother had a red and orange one. Yep. Like that was our towel. And that's what we had for the next few days until laundry was done. Mm -hmm. And it, I start realizing like, my God, this man, 
was living so cushy. So cushy. I wish someone did my laundry every day or every other day. So we joke around all the time. I'm like, oh, you a rich boy. Oh, okay, you a rich boy. And he's like, <laughs> what are you talking about? So it's funny because now, like when he's, you know, he lives with me, right? So if he's doing laundry or something or, you know, laundry needs to get done, I'm the one, of course, that does laundry because this man isn't going to fucking do laundry. <laughs> And he has to use a towel for more than a few days. I warned him. I'm like, look, if we're going to be living together, you need to understand the way you're living right now is not going to fly when you're living with me. He's like, what do you mean? So he found out real quick. I was like, yeah, that towel that you like to throw on the floor so much, you better hang it up and dry it (laughs) because you're using it again tomorrow. So he started joking around being like, oh, yeah, you know, look at me. Aren't you proud using my towel again? Cause I'm a po boy. And I'm like, <laughs> all right, you better get the hell out of here. And it's funny because he has this idea that like I grew up with money because like he thinks I'm a bougie person. And I'm like, no. <laughs> you became bougie. We became bougie because we work for our money. And yeah. listen, uh, I am impulsive. And I like to purchase, you know, things that make me happy. You sure do. But that's, to be honest with you, I think it comes from my childhood. I think it absolutely does. I think for you, like, it affected us differently. Like, if you see me and Solis shop in a store, we shop so differently. Yes. Because you're like, ooh, this is cute. I could use that for that. Oh, this is cute. I could use that for that. And I'm like, oh, that's cute. And I put it back down. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cute. I put it She's back down. She's very good. Like I could fill up a whole cart by myself. And I know that's bad. That's something my parents, again, like it makes them, it, they're like, oof, if your ancestors could see you right now. <laughs> like they tell me all the time I have issues with money. And it's not that. I just feel like I, like I, all my bills are paid. Mm-hmm. I'm highly independent. I never ask for help. I haven't had help in my life for a very long time. Everything I have, I've gotten on my own because I work hard for it. But I definitely have that mentality, like treat yourself. Treat yourself all the time. Get what you want, girl. You like that? Get it. Like people hate buying for me because they're like, what don't you have? Because I get it for myself. I think it stems from me growing up and wanting things, but knowing that I couldn't really have it or, if I wanted multiple things and my mom, you know, had had the money for it, she would say, well, you need to choose. You can only yeah. have one. Yeah. So I maybe because I felt limited as mm-hmm. a kid now growing up as an adult, I don't want to feel limited and I want to be able to get myself whatever I feel I need. Yeah. I mean, one of the traits of people that were raised on survival is that we quote unquote thrive through negativity so if someone says you can't do that or you can't have that it literally pushes us to the point that we are going to have it and we are going to do it that's so because you literally said no that's actually how i got into makeup i haven't told anyone this and i'll be damned if the the man that did this and listen i'm not the type that like don't do things to please other people but I definitely see what you mean Mm -hmm. and the reason why I say I got into makeup because of some fucking asshole I'll never forget it my friend had this brand new lipstick right this was years ago well before I was never really a makeup person growing up but 
I remembered my friend had this like really pretty lipstick, right? And she was always like, she always had different types of lipsticks and I thought it was so pretty and it was like a limited edition like MAC lipstick. You know, when MAC used to come out with those, I don't yeah. even know if they still do anymore, mm -hmm. but it was a limited edition MAC lipstick and I was like, that is so pretty. I wanna go get it before, you know, it runs out. Yeah. So I went to go get it and it was kind of like a red orange color and I put it on and I wore it to work one day and I'll never forget it. A man told me that's not your color. And I was so fucking irked that I was like, oh yeah? So I just like kept going on with makeup and then makeup turned into an obsession. I don't, I'm not trying to credit this man at all. Like he's literally a piece of shit. Yeah. And if you're a man listening out there, don't ever fucking say that to anybody. No. Stay in your fucking lane. Um, but I'll never forget that it bothered me so much. I was like, all right, maybe I should like educate myself on makeup. Maybe I should figure out what is my shade. Like, you know, how could I make this work? And now I fucking freelance with makeup. Mm -hmm. But yes, definitely. I am just, that's how I am. I don't like, even to this day right now, you know, I obviously am not a pharmacist. Right. And that was a really sore subject with my parents for a long time and I have been hell-bent on making sure that I am successful to make mm -hmm. sure to prove to them that there are other ways that you can be successful yeah. and it doesn't have to be in the medical field. Right, there are so many other industries, million dollar industries that like our parents to them, like it wasn't accessible, it wasn't respectable, it wasn't whatever, whatever they wanted to put next to it. but that same negative environment or doubt in someone who is raised on love can literally cripple them. Mm -hmm. It makes them feel less than they, it makes them, it makes it very hard for them to function. It make, can make them depressed or anxious. Um, they don't react to that same negativity the same way. They need the positive reinforcement. They need all those things where like, not all people raised on survival will feel this way, but like I read somewhere that sometimes positive reinforcement makes people raised on survival suspicious. Yes. And it makes us go, why are you doing all this? What's in it for you? Because to us, everything is transactional. You're not gonna give me positive feedback un unless you want something in return. Yeah. You want an outcome out of this. Yes. What do you want out of this? I. I say this all the time, like I don't trust people. A lot of the times- You really don't. I don't. Shout out to Matt C, he says this all the time. He <laughs> was like, oh, you know, Solis, she doesn't trust anybody. <laughs> I always think the worst of people. It's not that, it's you know how they're like, oh, uh, guilty until proven, no. Innocent until proven guilty. Mm -hmm. I think the opposite, you're guilty until you prove yourself yeah. to me. And I'm like, all right, you a good person. That's just how I am. I don't know. I'm easily suspicious. I have a guard up when you meet me. Everyone who meets me always says, you know, when I first met you, I thought you were a bitch. It's my face. Mm -hmm. I get it. But it's definitely me like, ooh, I don't know who you are yet. You have to earn that from me. And then like the layer by layer, the, the bricks come down. Oh, and when they fall then you're in for life yep mm -hmm. until you do what's wrong and then fuck you no mm. yeah 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 mm -hmm. i cut people off very easily too yeah same it's one of those things where like and it's sometimes i would feel like i wasn't normal because it would be so easy 
to not deal with people where I would see friends struggle with it of like, you know what I mean? Like they would kind of feel like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm no longer friends with this person or I'm no longer dating this person. Or I'm not da da da. And I'm like, yeah. fuck off. Yeah. Bye. See you later. Yeah. Not a big deal. Same. But I will say when it comes to Solis, she, <laughs> when someone new comes around, She's like, mm, something ain't right. And you're like, what are you talking? This person said hello to you. She's like, yeah, but I could feel something. Something's off. It was the way they said hello. Did you hear that tone? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and I low-key feel like it's almost like a defense mechanism. Because when that person does, we do end up finding out that they're shady or something. She's like, you see? You see? I told you I they was were right. bad news. And then when we're like... Or if it's the opposite, or like that person was nice, you're like, yeah, I guess, but something still wasn't right. Mm-hmm. I stand by it. Yep. And it's just like for you, like I, I'm similar. I'm not as overt with it as you <laughs> can be, but I'm very similar. Where like I'll be friendly and cordial, you're nice or whatever. But also to this point, I think a part of me not trusting people comes from working in the service industry mm-hmm. for a really long time. The lies people tell. Yes, the lies people tell, not just like customers, but I'm talking about like work colleagues mm-hmm. too. Like I've literally, there have been people that have faked cancer to get out of work. Yeah. And stuff like that sticks with you and yeah. and year by year you you almost like create this tough skin, this toughness that you just don't trust, you know? It's yeah. it's not relationships that gives me trust issues. It's honestly working with the public and working with, you know, huge work groups like that that mm-hmm. really uh, true. Because when you first, first of all, we already don't have as much empathy as like the normal person, right? Yes. So when we do empathize with someone, we really feel it. And then when you find out that it was bullshit, <laughs> it literally is like, you know what? This is why I don't fucking care about people. Yeah. And so it, it hits harder. But like, listen, I know people who have killed so many grandparents. And you're like. It's so fucked up. It's such bad juju. Why the fuck did you do four. that? How are we already at five deaths? I'm like, sorry, but for those who do that, they didn't grow up with grandparents that they loved no, and it shows, no. okay? It shows. But shout out to Matt C again, my friend. Because <laughs> he wants to say that I'm not his friend. <laughs> he says it all the time, so we're co-workers. And when somebody calls out or, you know, and like when work colleagues call out or anything like that, I'm immediately like, they're lying they were just fine the other day and he's like come on now you need to you need you're so like this this is so you you don't trust people and i was like yeah matt i don't i don't trust people so this was our vibe (laughs) and he knew this about me it was to the point where he told me he had a dream about this oh my god he had a dream that he seriously injured himself I forgot how he injured himself, but he said in the dream when he was carried away on a stretcher, he turned and said, tell Solis I wasn't lying. (laughs) (laughs) I can't, but you know what's so funny? I was at work today and we were literally talking about this. (laughs) There was one of our coworkers, Will brought it up. And basically was like, you know who gives people a hard time for calling out? Solis. Yeah, I will. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, if you can't come to work, you can't come to work. I don't owe you an explanation. I don't owe you a reason. They're like, oh, 
oh no. <laughs> like, so Lisa's not with that. Yep. And I'm like, if you're sick and you couldn't come to work, you couldn't come to work, I don't need to walk you through anything. And why are you gonna doubt? If I didn't wanna come in, I didn't wanna come in. Will's like, listen, you just don't know. Oh yeah. She's not I will okay be on the other it. line be asking questions. Oh yeah? Oh, you have a family emergency, everything all right? What's going on? What's going on with your family? Oh, oh okay. Those questions aren't even legal. Well, I mean. They're literally not. I just want to make sure everything's all right. I've literally had a call out from someone that was like, hi, I'm not going to come in today. I was like, okay, is everything all right? They're like, yeah, uh, I have a family emergency. Like, okay, is everything all right? Like, yeah, they're fine. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know about you guys, but I've never had a family emergency where I sound fine and chipper. It's because they're fucking lying. I can't. I can't. Don't lie. Just say it. Just tell the truth. Mm-hmm. Tell the truth. True. I'd much re- more respect that. But yeah, people have lied about having cancer. That's just nuts to me. Yes. And also, like, it's bad juju. It is. Why would you do that? It's literally going to come back to you. It is really fucked up. Listen, I hear it all the time. People killing off family members. That's fucked up. It's crazy. Fucked up. Crazy. But, like... Like, are you that much of a sociopath that you don't give a fuck about your family? You're going to kill off family members? That's fucked. I can't. But it just is what it is. Because, like... But also, that comes back to... People who are raised on survival immediately see people as disappointments. And you basically <laughs> have to change that perspective for us. Mm-hmm. You can do it. You can do it where mm-hmm. we won't view you that way. But it, but for a lot of people, you initially are like, mm, you're human. Therefore, you're flawed. Therefore, you do some fucked up shit. Therefore, I don't like you. Yeah. And that is literally the way the brain works. And then... Later on, you're like, I wonder what they want from me. Joe Schmo, he's been nice a couple days. And it just takes that slowly but surely consistency for us to be like, all right, I guess you're not a dick. Yeah. I've definitely met people before where I was like, I don't like their vibe. There's something about her. I don't know about that. And they're like, really? She seems really nice. And then they turn to be one of my like best friends. Mm And the original person will be like, remember when you said something was up with her? Uh-huh. I was like, yeah, I know. I was wrong. All right. <laughs> I'll admit it when I'm wrong. Okay, But I just think it's so crazy how, like, that's what we fall into. Even, like, to be honest, like, friendships. I mean, I want to say my closest girlfriends were also all raised on survival. Yes. I don't think I have any close girlfriends that were really raised on love but I will do it in relationships. I think it's so strange that that's what I'm attracted to. So per I, se. I had, I say had because we're not friends anymore, but mm-hmm. I had a friend that was clearly raised on love. And it's so funny because all my actual close girlfriends I know was raised on survival. And they were all questioning my friendship with the one on love. Mm-hmm. Because something about her vibe always was thrown off and yeah. they, they knew it and they always pointed it out. But, you know, this was the one person where I was like, no, guys, no, they're a good friend. But now I'm like, oh, my God, you're right. 
You're so right. I should have listened to my friends. <laughs> but I just think it's so crazy how like, I really am into psychology and like what makes people do things mm -hmm. in certain ways. Like there's, I watch a lot of like body language channels and like, I love to understand like why what makes people tick and what makes us do certain things. So I think it's so crazy. Cause we all talk about, you know, our upbringing or like you hear those like therapy quotes, but like your inner child, but like legitimate things like being raised on survival that you don't think about. To me, I was always like, yeah, you know, I was raised, you know, we didn't have a lot. And like, yeah. I worked hard for things, but I never thought like what the psychology of that was, mm -hmm. or <laughs> I always attribute it to it. Like, yeah, that's why I'm kind of a bitch or, that's why, you know, or I'm a Capricorn. Capricorns love to work. That's why I always have 5,000 jobs. Like, no, it's it's literally something that's been ingrained and has been passed on from like generation to generation. But yeah, I think it's a overall consensus. We were definitely raised on survival. Yeah. We both love men that are raised, raised on, on love. love. Yeah. <laughs> um, a little mushy. A little bit. I think they give us, or at least for me, like, Latin Poppy gives me a little bit more hope. He lets me dream, you know what I mean? Where I, I think I've always been used to my dreams being crushed mm -hmm. or being rationalized or overthought. And so he's he's my little cheerleader who's like, yeah, sure, let's do it. He, I don't think I've ever proposed a single thing to him where he's like, no, we can't do that. Yeah. Everything is, yep, we can figure that out. I mean, I just think this conversation is interesting. I hope like for you guys, I know we normally do a lot of like relationship talk and you know next thing you know we're talking about dicks and nudes and whatnot <laughs> <laughs> but i do think there's certain topics that to me are just very intriguing you know and psychology is one of those so don't be surprised if you know we sprinkle that in there here and there um on just different topics that i think they're just interesting that like i've I don't think I've ever thought of before. So I would say if you know whoever's listening right now, think about it. Were you raised on love or were you raised on survival? Slide into our DMs, let us know. It could definitely be a down in the DMs for the next episode yes, that we would love to discuss. Are you in a relationship where you were raised on survival or love and your partner's the opposite? Because I mean, I just learned recently that I was. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and like, what are those fun differences? <laughs> mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, are there just small Does things that you realize? Does he also throw his towels on the fucking floor after one use? <laughs> She's triggered, guys. Triggered. <laughs> um, like we said before, if you have any opinions, any feedback, if you've thought about it and you've realized where you fall in this discussion, let us know. We're interested. Let's make it a conversation. Or if you also have a hose woe and you just need to have something off your That's chest, you just you have a woes. rant topic that you would like for us to discuss, please let us know. Send us a message, send us a DM. Um and give us some ideas for the next one we love to hear what you guys have to say we love the messages we love the positive feedback so yeah can't wait to hear from you guys yeah and like we said slide in our dms if you are not following us on instagram please feel free to go over there we'll update you guys on all of our episodes um, at YFNH podcast. Yay, um, on you Instagram. Got it. It, the acronym gets me, y'all. 
um, and follow us there. You'll see when we upload where, you know, we've been thinking about posting little bonuses or teasers here and there. So that's where you'll have all of our updates. And that's pretty much it for this week. And we will talk to y'all next week. Bye. Bye.